Tell the story. About the about Sydney and our dog? Yeah. Okay. So, Sydney, our neighbor downstairs, she was on her way to um, look at a house because her parents are like, she has an American bulldog. She's a big dog, little Tilly girl. And her mom's like, you got to get out of that apartment. Like, there's not enough room for her to run around. It's a one-bedroom apartment, whatever. And so, she was like, all right, well, she was thinking about buying a house. And um, she got a realtor and lined up some listings. She was on her way to one of the listings and Sydney comes home, sends me a text message on her way home. And it's a picture of this black little puppy in her lap as she's driving. I'm like, did you get a puppy? I'm like, you're kidding. And she's like, no, I go, who goes to look at a bigger <laughs> house because they have a dog that's too big for their current place and comes home with another dog. So she's like, dumb me. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So Garrett and I met her, uh, when she got home and he was just the cutest thing cutest freaking puppy and garrett instantly was like i'm obsessed with this dog can i buy it from you and she's like no <laughs> and she's like i found them on the side of the road they were just in a crate and there was like a girl next to the crate and i'm like what you found them on the side of the road and we're like we gotta go get them if they're just on the side of the road so really what it was we jump in the car we all three jump in the car really what it was actually our friends bryce and Elise came with us, not Sydney. And um, it was a house. It wasn't on the side of the road. It was a house in Laverne that had a family in it. And they had a sign, a wooden sign outside that said, puppies for sale, $75. And we're like, this is not the side of the road. But okay. So we go. And the we're like, do you have any puppies left? And, and they're like, yeah. They not only had like all these Australian Shepherd puppy mixes there. But they had chihuahuas and guinea pigs and geese and chickens and I don't even so much more that I probably we probably don't even know about. Wow. So we're like, what puppies are left? Because we only saw one and he was all black and kind of looked like a lab. He didn't really look like the others. And then they bring out Gibson now, but this brown puppy, and we're like, oh, he's so cute. But the whole experience that night was, um, chaotic it was like start nightfall like they had these two twin boy five-year-old boys that were running jumping on garrett's back smacking me in the face pulling and pushing the dogs like they're just being kids not like trying to hurt the dogs but they were shaking them like they were like really being rough with these dogs picking up the other dogs with like grilling tongs like and we're like be nice be nice. you know we're trying or not dogs guinea pigs they picked up guinea pigs with the grilling tongs and garrett and i were just like it's, this is just too chaotic. Like none of the dogs wanted to come to us. Like it was just weird. So we left without a dog. And then two days later, Sydney had her dog and we were playing with him. And he said to her again, he's like, can I just buy like your dog? From you? Like you have such, you have the coolest dog. And she's like, Garrett, I already told you if you wanted one bad enough, you would have gotten one the other day. She's like, I got to go to the pet store and Lauren's coming with me. We're going to drive by that house again. And so he's like, all right. And I said, I'll FaceTime you when I get there if they have dogs left. Well, they did. And they still had Gibson left and that one little black puppy that looked like a lab. And so I FaceTimed him and he was like, oh, they are cute. They See, are. that would have been really hard for me to, if there's only two left. Because have you ever seen Oliver and Company? No. Where everyone, okay, well, it's basically like that, except that it's in the big city. And everyone except Oliver gets chosen so everyone picks up the cat and then he's just stuck in this box and the box breaks and then just like by it'd be retired i'm like dang we should have came when there was a full no so when we got there that's kind of funny because when we got there um it was like a mexican family like a spanish family i'm not sure she there i was like do you have any puppies left and her english was broken but the her husband's english was a little bit better and she comes out with gibson the brown one and he's like no don't, there's a black one like they they wanted to try to keep gibson and um she's like no someone's coming tomorrow for the black one but i said but i gave the guy my number that fell through because i'm like i can't just leave this one here these two little rabid five-year-olds that pick up guinea pigs with grilling tongs like these both need to be saved and so he took my number but the, i guess the guy came back and got the black one, but I, I know when there's just two left, you're like, I can't do that. I got to oh, take yeah. them both. It's like heartstrings. Mm -hmm. So we got Gibson. I, they charged me a little more for him, which is fine. He was the only brown one or whatever. So, so what was Garrett's initial reaction? When I FaceTimed him. 
Oh, so he already knew. Well, I FaceTimed him and I said, was, the puppies are there. And he's like, <sighs> did he seem disappointed a little bit or like, eh, he no. wasn't 100%? He just wasn't, he doesn't like making decisions. Decision. <laughs> he doesn't like making decisions. Like, commitment on like, hey, this is it. It's for real. And so I said, okay, do you want me to talk it over or whatever? Like, think about it and then I'll let you know. Do you want me to make the decision? He's like, yeah. So I hang up and I looked at the guy and I go, we'll take him. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then I gave him $150 cash or whatever and took the dogs. And then Sydney and I were like all excited because we're like, yay, now they can play together. And they love each other. Har- Har- she named her Harlow. And yeah, they love each other. They roughhouse all the time. That's why I'm sad she's going to move. Because, well, I mean, I like her too, so I'm sad she's going to move. But the puppies just love each other. Best friends. So where did the name Gibson come from? What what were the name choices before? Um, what were the name choices? Taco. Oh God, taco. he wanted taco and nacho. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I was like, might as well name him Pig then. That's weird. <laughs> and What's yeah. You like walk? She was she she wants something regal. Oh, like Walter, or, or like an old man name, like Walter. Breaking Bad. That's yeah. That's true. <laughs> I wanted like Walter or something and um, he was like, no. And then he said the name Gibson, like the guitar, you know, and I was like, eh, I don't hate it. So that's, that's fine. It. No and arguments. No, like, no, that's maybe we try. Like, we just started saying it out loud, like Gibby Gibson, you know, just saying the stuff. And I was like, eh, at first I was like, it doesn't roll like off my tongue. Right. But. The more I said it, I was like, okay. And then we started talking. We told, would tell people. They'd be like, what's his name? We're like, Gibson. And they're like, I love that name. And I'm like, okay. It must be a good <laughs> name. Like, I don't know. It's a unique enough name where it still feels... It still feels familiar. Yeah. You know? And it makes sense because he plays the guitar. And I don't play Gibson. He doesn't have a Gibson guitar. But I don't play Gibson. I just don't have $3,500 to spend. Exactly. Nice, expensive guitars. But yeah, so we named our dog Gibson. And now he's like, we should get another one because it needs a playmate. <laughs> and then we saw that little one, Teddy, but she's already adopted. Dang. Well, I think they said they sent me an email. They're like, hey, somebody else already filled out an application. They're doing a meet and greet or whatever they call it. I don't know. And uh, if it falls through, we'll let you know. Well, I mean, you ever think about like bringing him on the road? Yes, Garrett like, I mean, would love that. Remember, like uh, uh, how Randall did. Who's Randall? Randall King. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randall King. Yeah. Around. Yeah. No, Garrett would love that. Love that. We take him everywhere we go as long as dogs are allowed. We try to get him in the car as much as possible and and take him. Um, and just to get him in public so that he's not an asshole. You know, when he gets older. Yeah. He knows how to act. But yeah, we love him. He's a cutie. I would like to have a house, though, where he can just run around in the backyard. Tell a story about your dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yours. My oh dog? The, the, yeah, the baby baby. Baby baby. Oh, okay. So it's a long story. Let me see if I can put it to words. Um, so I have a dog. Looks just like yours very similar that's what's gotten me to think that it's a great pyrenees yeah can you bring it closer to you? closer there like we that? go yeah oh. you want to hear it oh Air. yeah because we don't know what gibson is that's right we do I dna test yeah. like yellow, yellow. Yeah. okay <laughs> it's nothing that you have to try harder about it's just where the mic is it's as far away like just keep the volume i'm just thinking about all the other people i've been making out with just <laughs> Is this Splattering yours? It on oh, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my dog uh, looks very similar to yours. Um, now, I, I don't know, just, just from it being a puppy. And you guys say it's like an Australian... Shepherd. The mom was an Australian Shepherd. She probably was mixed with something. I don't... But we don't know what the dad was. Just a black dog, maybe a lab. So we did the DNA test, but it's going to take like three weeks to come back. Two or three weeks. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so my story is, uh, my dog was two weeks old, uh, out on the farm. Really sad story. Um, it, there's like two litters put together because there was like a barn fire 
And I guess these two moms, two mamas, uh, I guess they were labs from what I, from what I understand. And they don't know what happened. They think that they burned in the fire oh my God. because Terrible. they saved the, or ran away. One of the two, you know, choose your ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, these puppies, um, uh, I guess we're just slightly, I can't remember exactly if they, I know they were in the rubble. I don't know if they were in the rubble of the fire or like right outside. Um, and so this, my coworker who lives out in the middle of nowhere had these puppies. She couldn't take care of them. That's 16 and they're are, uh, under two weeks. And so she's just trying to get rid of them. It wasn't her barn, was it? It wasn't. It was someone else. It was like on the edge of her acreage, mm. for, um, and it just burned up. I can't. I think there was like a lightning storm, um, and that caught it on fire. Wow! Just one of those miraculous yeah, like things. Weird. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, but it just burned, and, and so she was overwhelmed. And I wasn't about to take a puppy. Hey, no, I, you I had wasn't. Two kids, right? I had two kids. I had an infant, so I was taking care of a baby, baby, human baby, I guess. So I had no time to really take care of a puppy. And so I was I was kind of being beret. I was like, oh, we need to take this other dog. And I was like, I don't want to. I was like, no, there there ain't no way. And uh so I was I was trying to come up with like a compromise. I was like, okay, um if she can drive it over here, because <laughs> I am about to drive an hour and a half to pick up with a a dog. Especially one that I have to be 24 hours, 24 right. seven. And, and so that wasn't going to happen. I was like, see, it's not, it's not in our favor. It's not meant to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he tried like, to say that too. Like if there's any like, other colors be. besides black and white, because they were labs, um, uh, then, then we can't. And lo and behold, like, yeah, there's actually two red ones. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, Apparently they were both taken or they were both called to. And I was just like, see, yes. And then we got a call by like, hey, this red one is still available. One of them got taken. The other one I was going to keep. But you know what? I can't keep it. And if that means one less dog for me to take care of. And so it was like, right. I don't know. It was like 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And so I was she's like, well, you said. And I was just like, I did say that. <laughs> and so I was driving, you know, driving down there and getting this puppy. And the the lady was saying, you know, the coworker was saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Formula. It's expensive. Thank you. Goodbye. Don't change your mind. Get out of here. Yeah. And did she drive to meet uh, you? Uh, no, I went to I drove all the way an hour and a half. To, oh I don't even gosh. remember the name of the town. It was just the middle of nowhere. You know, Jeepers Creepers, like yeah. oh, we're about to get wrecked. You did also say that she had to drive it to you, though. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it didn't you work gave out. It. I was you like, whatever. Like, yeah. um, so, picked up the dog, came home, and that that's basically it. Like, I fed it a formula, and oh just, gosh. it's like a little gerbil at first. It just fit in the palm of my hand. So, I just like, it's like oh a little gerbil, God. just nibbling at it and crying all the dang time. And then I have another dog. It was about two years old, uh, and then she got she started producing milk, and I was just like she wasn't spayed, and I was like, oh my! I'm just like I knew it, I knew it. This would happen to me, of course. Yeah. Trying to do something nice, and then guys was like, oh, are you trying to be a nice person? Let me give you other nice things yeah. to look after. Yeah, I was like I couldn't. I was like there's no way, and it turns out she was just having a faux pregnancy, and I didn't know this, but dogs can have a fake pregnancy That's where crazy. they produce milk to you know and so i was just like thank you dog thank yeah. you i hook yeah. it up like i can get a night's sleep that's crazy. watch them in the morning you watch them at night so that's so cool though yeah so and um you know reading about if you feed dogs with formula they typically do not get big they, they end up being runt because they don't get enough of the proteins or whatever oh, really? yeah so and so i was like i never I, I thought they'd probably be about the same you know uh you know, I was told lab and Pyrenees mix, but no, this, this dog just wouldn't quit and just kept getting bigger and bigger How and big bigger. Is he? He's, 
I don't know how big. I think he's still small, but I think it's like one of those things where like because I'm around him so much. But every time anyone comes over, it's just like, damn, this dog is huge. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much does he weigh? Do you know? uh, I think he is probably almost 100 pounds. Jeez. Yeah, he's a big dog. He's, how he's, much does Tilly weigh, you think? Is that like Tilly's size? Tilly's probably about 75, 75, 80. Yeah, it's a big dog. 100 pounds he just uh, he's so full of fur and he's just he is the worst guard dog ever um too sweet he just loves he loves everybody he just he just that's that's who he is uh, i don't know I'll, I'll i try to train him to be a guard dog so i'll sneak in my backyard like like really sneaky and uh, and <laughs> his thing is he'll he'll growl but he makes sure he's in his dog house and he's just just growling in his doghouse, oh, and that's yeah. it. His, uh, and that's it. He doesn't alarm anyone. He just growls. He's just like, oh, like no, yeah. just like there's a people inside the house. You can get not me though. Yeah. And is he a good dog? He is. Yeah, he's a really good dog. He he listens. All he wants is just someone to pet him. That's it. Yeah, he just and, wants uh, love. And he like he likes to. Uh, I'm using my friend's term because it, it makes it it makes it more nicer. He likes to dance with people. So he'll jump on your shoulders and he'll stay there as long as you let him. Yeah. He'll stay there. Like my, my friend came over and he was just like dance. Uh, he's like, oh, he likes to dance. Yeah. And so he was just like spinning around in circles and stuff and Aww. on his two legs. And he just, I don't know. That's so just, cute. But That's so cute. But that's how I think. I think that dog is about to be huge. You think people keep saying that, but I look at him and I, and I don't feel like he's going to be big. I feel like he's kind of squatty, but I mean, he is only 12 weeks old or whatever, right? So people keep saying that. They're like, his paws are big. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be big. And Garrett's like, yes, I hope he's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so you sure you want a second dog? <laughs> I want like a medium size. Huge is, I mean, huge is fine. I don't care. But if he's going to start pulling me on the leash, I don't want that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like being able to carry him. <laughs> and snuggle. You just got to get stronger. For sure. Yeah. So, do you want to say anything about puppies? Yeah, I think that's all for me, good. Yeah, I think it's time for me to do a little housework. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, this housework? Yeah, like clean and put clothes away. You know, all that really fun stuff. Dang, yeah. So lucky. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. I wish I could help you, but you know, <laughs> can't. I just really can't. Garrett's, Garrett's got me doing this podcast. I really just can't. Oh, well, you know. All right, switch. Yep. Um, how do I? Just dip out. I got you. Tag out, tag out. Yeah, that works. Thanks, dude. Dash pause. Welcome back, man. What's up, my guy? Not much, dude. Just uh, I'm 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 happy with the song, with where the song's at that we just just kind of jammed on. It's called "I'll Drink to That." I love it. It's uh, I came in with a more. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's a definitely a faster pace than what I'm used to writing. So I love it. Dash, he, the last time we wrote, he kind of had this, <clears throat> he kind of wanted to get out of that sad song idea, right? Right. But I mean, you know, sometimes you got to get, you got to just do what feels natural, man. But you, you should also get outside the comfort zone every now and then. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was, when I first started writing, um, I didn't know, necessarily like know how to write. You know, you just, you just write, you just start to write and you're like, all right, does this make sense? Like, are these chords appealing to the ear and whatever else? And I started writing songs like, uh, like other people, I would be like, okay, if I'm Dirk Bentley, what song would I write? And that's, uh, I have the song called sing. And that was kind of like my Dirk Bentley ish song. And then I have like a. I don't know. I would just mimic. I would try and mimic these ideas of like, okay, because I didn't know who I was as an artist or what I wanted to do. So I would just be like, okay, if I could, if I was X or 
how would I write a party song and or like a an upbeat song? So it's kind of where the journey led. Um, I don't know if that's anything similar to you. Oh yeah, no. <clears throat> you got definitely. a bunch of seven chords and like you got a bunch of like bluesy type shit that you like, right? Uh, I, no, I um I have a lot of accidental chords. Um, so I'll 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 typically just play uh something just generic, you know, just G C D chords, and then I'm just like, nah, that's too generic. And I'll start uh playing some leads and stuff and just trying to switch into these chords in a different variation, different way. And uh typically so when I write music, I kinda have I borrow from artists in the way that like I try to set like a foundation, like, hey, so I want to uh have this have like a a Keith Urban vibe, but you know what? Ozzy Osbourne behind Keith Urban. And so I'll start thinking, I was like, imagine if they just fused together, what kind of chord structure, chorus composition yeah. would they come up with? You know, have you ever seen John Mayer talk yeah. about that shit? He's like in the booth. Okay. <clears throat> and he's just writing and he's like, okay, well, you know how I'm Billy Jean. He got this. Boom, 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 boom. He starts playing it. And then he's like, all right, what's Billy Jean about? Okay, Billy Jean's about love. Well, you know this song's about love. And then he's like, all right, what's one line in there? Okay, he takes that. And then he just starts riffing on top of his head. It's like he's mashing song ideas. Like he's like you said, you're taking, and everybody does it. Every artist does. You have to um, just taking those ideas and trying to make, doing them a different way. I think it's an awesome way to think about how you write your riffs or your chord progressions. Yeah, and so... and. The more that, like, uh, growing up, I just, for some reason, I was into guitar. I did not listen to lyrics. And I know a lot of songs, and I could be a, a good Broadway musician musically, but lyrically, I I still, I don't know. I just Because I never studied it. I, I didn't care about the words. I cared about the music. If, it, if the music moved me, if the music was interesting to me, I would learn the riff. And so lyrically, I try to do the same thing. So I'm starting to understand like the composition workings and and your my my favorite word that that's that you've pointed out to me is cadence like I love that word it just makes so much sense just the cadence of how all these artists write their music and I I just I like that word so now I'm starting to utilize that like okay so I want this line to be more cadency towards you know this artist and like okay but now let's spin it um yeah, that makes total sense. So that that's the so I'm just not really good with words. I don't, my variety of words are very limited. So <laughs> you get better. I mean, the more you think about it, because <clears throat> certainly I didn't. No matter where you start, you know you you want to get better. So you're like, okay, well, what are other artists doing that I like that I can improve upon or or maybe improve upon? It, it, it's that's kind of your jumping off point of trying to get get to the next level, you know. Right, yeah. right. So that's 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 the hardest part. Is 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 in my head, I have the picture and the idea. Now, how do I convey that idea? Now you have told me that you typically just stick to like sadder songs. I try because uh, it's easier to pull from me from my own experiences and kind of sing to you something more genuine. Yep. And uh, so when there's something else inv involved that's happier, I'm just like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that must be nice. Yeah. Anyway, here's, <laughs> yeah. That's where, um, do you feel like you have so you like to write sadder songs? Do you feel like you have any happiness in your life that you could write about? Uh man, I I, I love hanging out with with my friends. I love I love hanging out with yeah. with you. I love hanging out. I love to just like I I kind of um this isn't the right word, but I guess empathize or I I I'm happy seeing someone else happy type of ordeal like yeah. it's just like i don't want anyone ever to feel lonely or not put together or can't 
think that they can ask for help. I I try just to be there, just to be a shoulder and stuff. Because like I was like I, I don't I don't have any people to turn to, so I'm just like I'd, I'd rather be that person, just that uh, that someone can just kind of uh, depend on. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. one of the that's one of the biggest. In in my previous relationship, that's one of the things that troubled her was that she felt like I was always out doing stuff for uh, people who I, who I surrounded myself with, but I didn't I didn't do that enough for her, and so I was like I don't know. It's just like did you do it enough for yourself? I don't know. I like I said, it just appeased me just to just to be able to to hang out and stuff. So. It's sometimes tough in this life. Like, you know, we were talking about our our friend, uh, where you sometimes in life when you go through things and when you have troubles, it's easy to just forget them, to forget to give that attention, and just like almost like turn and just like not deal with them. And then do something else, right? It's almost like procrastination. Like you have this thing that you need to deal with, this life thing. But all these other things, instead of doing this because it might be hard, you have all these other things and all these other people that you can give your time to. But that thing in the background that you really need to take action on doesn't ever really get attention. So you don't, because you're, I don't know why people don't do it. Sometimes you're afraid to talk to yourself and like, learn this lesson but i i have found myself giving more attention to other people or, or other things when i'm going through a hard time just because it's it feels easier than having to have an honest conversation with myself hmm no i i argue with myself all the time all the time that's good so uh, i even lose arguments <laughs> with myself so now I I tell my I talk to myself quite a lot, um, even in the third person. I'm like, Dash, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, dang, you're never gonna be nobody. And I'm just like, thanks, coach. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> now I'm just like, but now I, I do talk to myself and and try to uh, uh, pan out ideas and and of what's going on in whatever situation that, uh, that I'm trying to hash out and try to contemplate, Hey, what's the ending? If I do it this way, what's the ending? If I do it this way, what's the ending in, in this way? And then I also kind of articulate emotion on each of them. Like, Hey, how's this going to make me feel in the short term? How's this going to make me feel in the long term? And so it just ar- articulates. And then pretty soon I'm just, it's, I'm in a spider web. I'm just, yeah, I feel that. So it, it, I, so it's just like, it always, and then I'm overwhelmed, and then I'm just like, well, I'm back where I started. That's the process of anxiety. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I remember my first anxiety attack. Not anxiety attack, or like my first feelings of anxiety. It was when I, uh, did I ever tell you a story about this band I had that did a bunch of cocaine and drugs before shows? Uh-huh. All right, so I had this band. When I started uh, wanting a band, because I was like, all right, I want to play band shows. So I started trying to get a band. And I was like, I need a band. I started pulling pe- people from other pieces that I played with, like just hired guns. And I was like, I want a band so I can put on a show, like a, a you know, a permanent band. So I got these guys. A friend of a friend knew this dude and whatever. So they were fine. They were good musicians. And I was like, you guys want to do this? And they're like, yeah. So played a bunch of shows, but a lot of the shows, they would get like, just fucked up before the show. And it, they would kind of like some shows, they would have the right mix to where they got energy. And then some shows, it's like there were zombies on stage, you know? And I was like, look, guys, I told them once or twice, I'm like, look, I can't do this. Like, you need to figure this shit out. Just do it after the show. It's not that hard. Just do it after the show. And so they're telling me, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then word got around that I was like, I think after. I think after this month, I'm going to let him go. And so this one show, I don't know how who told who, who, but they found out in this one show, they just bailed on me. They literally let the opening band use all their equipment, and then they're like, hey, we're not playing the show with you today. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I do the thing acoustic, 
And while they were tearing down, so I can go up there and do acoustic, this, I had this feeling of like, it was almost like a high, but it was like a scared high. And I was like, my head is like spinning right now. And the camera guy at the time, my video guy at the time, Kyle, uh, we call him bad Kyle for another reason. Uh, <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, that's called anxiety. I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. And then dude, it, it hits you. It hits you. And it's, it's crazy. Cause you just get in these, like you said, overwhelming thoughts of like, fuck, nothing's going to pan out. Like I might as well not do anything. Cause it's in any way it goes, it's not going to be good. Wow. Yeah, see, that, that's what I get. Like, I think you asked me a question, like, you know, have you ever thought about just doing solo acoustic acts? Yeah, yeah. Just, and so just you asking me that, like, overwhelmed me because I was like, I don't know how I could deal with the crowd. Like, I feel like I'm still at that point where I want to watch other people kind of interact and see what they do so I can kind of like, okay, cool, this this is this is something I can do. This is what I want to do. Um, if I can still reach out to this lady, what are you doing uh, Friday? This Friday? Yeah. Do you have anything? Let me double check. Let me get back with her. Um, but would you want to do a duo with me? A duo? Yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. And that way you can see how... Look, I'm not fucking the best of the best or anything, but... You know, I've done. You're, I, you're, you're. I mean, you're just humbling yourself because my no. buddy, my buddy was like really impressed with with how you performed and you interact with the crowd. I tell your friend, I said thank you. Um, actually, I'll tell myself. I, I, he, we were texting. Um, but he, it's you'll see how like it's at first it's bef- I had to get comfortable with talking to people and. You know, I'll, I'll, like we can do it together, and when, like hopefully it helps you get into a zone or whatever. You see, like you get comfortable just reaching out in between songs, or like now you also have to read the crowd. Sometimes, sometimes they don't want to talk; they just want to. I'll give it to you this way: like Friday night, Saturday nights, people are going to be drunk. So the more and what do drunk people like to do? They it, in, in Nashville, they like to sing along to songs, and they like they just like to be out and like talk you know so if you get them talking now this is you can balance this right you can waste some time i won't say waste some time but you can spend some time to where you're not playing a song every fucking second you can get to know the crowd the crowd can get to know you can make a few laughs and then you're like oh you like luke combs let me play this song okay oh you like morgan wallen all right i got this song up next what about you what do you like uh oh yeah where are you from oh that's crazy no way Oh my God. Yeah. No, I got a cousin there. Okay. You know, it's something, you know, just talking like just to get the ball rolling and get them comfortable with you. And then you sing it and they sing and, um, and then, uh, you know, I played this Saturday night, the Saturday night, crazy crowd. Awesome. Really loved it. Then Sunday morning came or afternoon, 12 to three and totally different crowd. Like the first I had to play, not had to, I I was playing songs that nobody requested. I was just playing songs. And then eventually I get comfortable. They get comfortable with my voice, with what I'm singing. I'm like, what are you thinking, man? What do you want to hear? You know, other than that's compared to like, I'm, I'm talking on Saturday night where I'm like, what do you motherfuckers want to hear tonight? You know, like just different energy and reading what people, because people are just waking up Sunday at 12, you know, or maybe it's a, a restaurant and... You're just background music. Nobody wants to talk to you. You're just background music getting like a tip or two here. But it's just, I have, I, I would love to play that with you if you want. What time it would it be? I think it's like nine to one at this place called Whiskey Shot. I have to get back to her. Oh, Alley Taps, right? It's at Printer Alley's. Printer's Alley's, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. We don't have to. If you don't like that place, or you. Oh, no, I've never, okay. I, uh, I've never, I've never, I've been there. Um, but we can try it out, man. Yeah. I, w- I would, yeah. I would love to play with it. It's, I mean, you know, it's nice too. It's a hundred dollars guarantee, and then whatever tips you make, like hundred, hundred and hundred. So, oh really, it, man? Yeah, dang. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always here to help if I can help in any way, and that'd be fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to uh, scrounge up some songs. 
This is what I want you to do. Get a phone holder. Do you have a phone holder? No, I need to get one. I thought like the first few that I did, um, I didn't have one. Because I used when I was up in Pennsylvania, I didn't really have to. Like I had a set of songs that people came to hear, like even covers, you know. And this, this is a few years ago. And I was like, when I came down here, I was like, I don't need to know them. And then I was like, oh, well, up in PA, I would get like 350, 500 guarantee for a, for an acoustic show for three hours. I'm like, that's pretty fucking good. Now down here, it's like, all right, you get anywhere from like 60 to a hundred. That's usually the range plus tips. And like, okay, so if you need, to, you need to hustle. So you need to play songs. These dudes like, yeah, that's really the name of the game. The, for what I'm understanding now. So I'm trying to figure it all out. And in that, in that little span of time, I'm like, I know, I don't know how to play all these songs, but I know them enough to where I could scrub through them. So if I got a phone, people already know you're going to be, this phones are all over the place. People are always looking at phones so that you can play songs. So it was one of those, like, I'm going to do it just to do it and make it happen. And dude, it's been a life changer because I can like queue up songs and you don't have to remember like, okay, you want Eric Church, you want Travis Tritt, uh, you want um, fucking, I don't know, someone else, Coulter Wall or, or something like bam, 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 right on the tabs and like you just play through it. Wow. Uh, queue up? What do you mean? What do you use? Oh, uh, not necessarily like queue, like you just have a tab open. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because sometimes it's hard when people are like, uh, you know, like, play this one, play this one, play this one. You're like, oh, I know all these. I can't remember. And you don't want to be like, tell me that after this song. Tell me that after her song. So you're like, bam, bam, bam. I got you. And then you can, that way you'll be like, oh, Eric Church. Okay, Eric Church is up. What's your name? Susan. I got you, Susan. And then you try and remember that. Like, all right, Susan, are you in here? Get your fucking ears open because I'm going to play some Eric Church and Barry sing along. Like something stupid like that, you know? Oh, it's just, it's fun. It's fun reading the room and it's a different style of performing, but yeah. Yeah. No, I've, it's like I said, I, I haven't really, I mean, if I'm like at a little campfire shindig, I'll, I'll play and bring out the guitar and banter that way. But even then, they'll be like, yeah, play. I don't even know. Like Eric Church. I've heard him on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear, a lot of times you'll get more comfortable. Like there's tons of songs that people have to- asked me to play and I have no idea, but I've heard it like once or twice. So I'm like, okay, I think I can mess whose words, but it's very funny because you can tell you, you almost want to take, you don't want to take like any song and learn it, but there are some songs where you're like, oh shit, you know what? If you, if you're gonna play downtown, you'd be like, that's probably a good one to know. So then you put that in your like repertoire. Or you're like, all right, I, w- I want to at least listen to it. So next time someone asks for it, I can play it. I got asked to play Zach Bryan last week. Okay, I think it was last week. Last week on the two on Tuesday, and it was from this other bar manager, the famous, it was like their bar manager. He was in there. He was in doc holidays, just chilling for a little bit. And he's like, Hey, you know, he's Zach Bryan. I'm like, he was telling me the story, how the band, the previous night, somebody asked him to play Zach Bryan and he just fucked it up. He did not get anywhere close. And he's like, I never had to tell anybody this, but I went up to him and I said, don't ever do that again. Like people, he's like, people left because you just tell them you don't know that song. Or like, just do, don't do that again. Cause it was awful. He said, he's like, I had to tell him if you do that again, I'm going to tell you never to fucking play here again. I'm like, shit. So, you know, I never played Zach Bryan before, but I knew his like, you ever hear Zach Bryan? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've his going south one. I've heard it a few times. Don't know the words necessarily, but I was like, I know the rhythm and everything. So I, I played it. He's like, that's the first time you played it? I'm like, yeah, it's not, you know, he's got a certain style to him that you can cadence. It, his cadence, like, it's pretty similar to a lot of his other songs. So I'm like, I think I can do that. And, you know, it's just, after that, two people came in the bar asking for Zach Bryan. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got it. No problem. So it's just kind of cool how, like, 
those are just certain things that like people are going to want. It's a popular thing to to want one song. Somebody else probably likes it. Like Cody Jinks. I don't know how many people like Cody Jinks, but then one person asked for it. I could play his loud, uh, loud and heavy. Um, and then all of a sudden, like people were like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I didn't know anybody knew Cody Jinks down here. Or something, you know? Yeah. It's just it's crazy how just one song from somebody like you know that Heads Carolina song, or I don't know. It's it's crazy how the world works, but it's good to just downtown. It's good to have a vast at least listen to the song a few times, like once or twice. That way you can be like, okay, I think it goes like this, then, then, whatever. I also sometimes have my my headphones in and the dongle for the iPhone and the dongle for the iPhone so that if I don't know the song and let's say I'm playing with like you or something and you'll take a song and if somebody asks for it and I'm like, I don't know how to, I can listen to it, look up the tabs while you're playing and be like, and then I'll, I can play that song right after you. I don't have that gift. Yes, you do. I don't have that uh, short term gift. It's just uh, unless it's like really catchy and I really enjoy it. But it, it just as far as like what you, what you were talking about, just like short, short. You're like okay, it's not a gift. It's a necessity to survive in the environment. Oh well, yeah. I guess that's since I haven't faced it, maybe maybe I do. Once you once you do it once or twice, you'll understand like. You'll understand it doesn't have to be perfect. People aren't looking for perfect down here. Like the tourists are not looking for perfect. They're just looking to hear the songs that they know and that make them feel something. You know, um, it's really all it is. They're not. It, it too many times. If if you're trying to do it perfect, it's you're gonna fuck it up even worse. I don't know. It's just something you'll find out. I'm sure you seen when I when we were at the palace and I just like fucking murdered some other song. I didn't yeah. hear that. I don't Sorry, know. You're, I, I think you're too I could, perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I could think of. Now, one I am proud of is WAP. Oh, okay? yeah, dude. I, I love that. When I did WAP, yeah. I was like, there's no way this is fucking going to work. Yeah. And I, now I should let it go. I shouldn't like keep playing it. But man, it catches people's ears for sure. Because they're like, what yeah. are you playing right now? Yep. They're yeah. like, is this a country song? No, this is WAP. And they're like, <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, oh, hello, yeah. That that's yeah that that's that's a good one for sure. I know that typically the ones that always catch people's eyes is if I play two songs, uh, "Party in the USA." Yes, and then I can't never do this one, so I usually I usually try to have someone rap with me, but uh, 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 "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. I don't know why, but they both catch. Dude, absolutely, because they're obscure. Dude, especially in Nashville, and people love that shit. They love the uniqueness of it, like something that they're not going to hear on the radio. You know, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like that's that kind of creative, creative part that people want to hear. Yeah, that because uh, I yeah I, I played both of those songs while we were waiting in uh, when I was doing a songwriting Cabana Taps, and someone someone took it like. Uh, Beside me, they like started rapping, and I was just like, "All right, until yeah. you tell you don't remember the lyrics." You say, "Usually everyone goes to palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms giddy, yeah. vomiting on sweat already, and that's it." Then they lose it. I was like, then they lose themselves. Then they, yeah, the moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Have you ever heard a spaghetti one where somebody just uh, they edit it for like? Knees weak, mom's spaghetti. There's spaghetti on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Oh yeah. He's, He's nervous, but in the service, he looked calm spaghetti. You never heard that? No. Oh, it is hilarious. Whenever we have like, uh, when we go like on road trips or something to shows, um, and we get tired, I don't know why, but fucked up songs where they, they change Nirvana to a major key instead of a minor key. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same or thing. like, oh, oh, they changed Country Roads to a minor key. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. It's like all my memories gather around her, and you're <laughs> like, "Oh my god, this is so creepy!" Like those kind of songs where they mess with it. It's so much fun, and it keeps us. If we're tired, like let's say we're driving up to Pennsylvania, back up to Pennsylvania, those that's just how the end of the trip goes. We listen to stupid shit like that. 
<clears throat> yeah. This do you have do you have before your shows is there like a ritual that you like to do? I know my you show don't show shows yeah. like my like ones with the bands or just just, just in any like for me it doesn't matter. It's like well I don't only have this one thing but when I do songwrites or campfire, I, I usually either have one beer and like a whiskey and Jack, or I guess we have double, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Coke and whiskey, you know? And that's yeah. all that I have to do. Like, it's like, it, it just always loosen up a little just, bit. Yeah. Do you have anything that loosens you up, pipes you up? Or you're nah. just like, I got to turn on a 69, <laughs> 34 plus 35. <laughs> oh, positions. Yeah. I don't, man. Um, I do sometimes like no, nah, truthfully nothing. I just I'm I'm ready. I am I'm so ready to fucking play any show. Um when it's a band show. When it's an acoustic show, I just show up, roll up, I'll warm up a little bit in the car, like make sure uh if it's at night, I'm usually pretty warmed up. I just gotta do like a few like reaching like scales like and like just make sure I can get that range when I need it. Um, but other than that, man, uh, don't really do anything. Because we have... I'm just excited to play. Like, the fact that I'm getting to play, um, I don't really need a hype. For me. For me. Now, Ollie, our drummer, he he always needs a drink. Because he... I don't know why. He's a fucking amazing drummer. But he just needs a drink to loosen up. Um, same with probably, like, a lot of people. They just... they 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 get two in their head and if they don't drink that in their head is going to give them some kind of problem on stage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love our intro, our intro to our band shit. Um, right now is you ever hear walk a flock of no hands girl, the way you move it got me in a trance. Never heard of that. No, Dude, all right, it's a it's a trap song. It's friggin' fire up. We have that as our intro song, and then we go into our original. But that's like our band introduction song, uh, or we do ACDC. We do the B. We do the Bee Gees to Back in Black. So Bee Gees comes on like, well, you can tell by the way I do my voice. But it's it, <laughs> you know, um, and then the. Then the band comes on, and then we play, and it's it's just those are my hype songs, you know. Those that's what hypes me up to get played, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting that you, other than that, don't really have anything to. No, nah, man. I'm just, just I'm excited to play. I'm yeah. excited to entertain, and um, we. Oh, excuse me. As entertainers, even in Nashville, we are less than 1% of people in the world that try and do this. It's not easy. So I want to take in those like tough moments. I want to feel the awkwardness. Why is it awkward? You know, what can I do better to make it less awkward? I want to feel it all. Um, it, it, I want to feel the awkward moments. Like, you know, it's fun being high too. Like you get, a little oversensitive on, on some of those moments and you love a little more and just interpret things a little better, I think. But to, I want to be human and feel what it's like to sweat it out. Like if something, if you're playing, there's been so many songs where I'm playing them and I'm just messing them up. Right. And I would, and you feel sweaty. You're like, Oh shit, this is not going well. This fucking blows. But you got to get through it, man. You got to get through it, and and I want to feel that. What rather than have like some kind of like influence, like you know, be intoxicated in one way or another, and help let that get me through it. I want to know that I can get through a mess up on stage or mess up through a song, and know that and understand that's like, all right, where can I pick this back up? Or hey, the song's over in like thirty seconds. Let's just get another one. Let's get a fire another one. So that way we pull the crowd back in. You know? Wow. And uh, how did you meet your bandmates? You said, okay, so you said uh, you had a former band that just All right, so left town. with that former band, I played a Thanksgiving. Uh, like, does New Mexico or anywhere else that you live? New Mexico and Oklahoma? Is that where it was? No. Uh, uh, no, fuck, not. 
New Mexico. Uh, tell me again. Yeah, California. California. Goddamn. And, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, did California and Oklahoma like celebrate Thanksgiving Eve at all? Well, not my family. We're, no, no, not like as a family, but as at bars. Oh, I don't know. I I turned twenty one in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Do they celebrate it down here? I don't know. Okay. So like Tennessee Thanksgiving Eve in Pennsylvania is one of the biggest drinking nights hmm. because all everybody's home for family. Does that make sense? Like everybody's home for family, so they're like, "What can we do as a group to go out um, and just celebrate?" And that's one of the things they do. They go out to Thanksgiving Eve. They go out to the bars and just have fun. So like, we'd get paid good money on Thanksgiving Eve and New Year's Eve. Those two would bring in, you know basically double our asking price any anywhere else um yeah so we played at an opening band uh with this guy spencer spencer mccreary uh dude this guy in high school he could just any instrument that had strings on it he just destroyed he was amazing still is great guitar player great uh musician all around and he's got this band called Public Porch, Porch Like Disco, okay? And I had him open up for us at Fat Daddy's. It was like the big bar in our area. And the drummer was Oliver, okay, the drummer I have now. And he's like, hey, man, if you ever need a drummer. So I hit him up after that. I hit him up after that fucking fiasco. And then uh, this guitarist that I knew, Kenny from another band this band i would play in between their sets so they would do the cover band shit 45 minutes 45 minutes an hour and i would play the 15 minute sets in between their sets um and this one i was like you know really trying to just make it like figure out how to get more gigs and kenny kenny played guitar for me and i found this one guy jason playing bass um and then eventually those two ran their course. Kenny was really committed to Stonewood, the cover band. And I was like, dude, absolutely do your thing. Like they had a lot of shows coming up. I was like, I gotta find I gotta find my Kenny. So and then Jason, he uh he had a lot going on in his life and uh I don't wanna get into his business necessarily. It's a crazy story for sure. But um he ended up having to leave the band. Uh and I was like, Okay. So then I got this one guy, Mike, um, to play bass for me. He's from the first studio that I ever recorded at. Okay, that's where I recorded Kiss About It, Go Like This. The whole um, Go Like This EP uh, was that Studio 117. I, and I knew he played bass. Like, hey, man, you want to play bass? And I was like, I, I need... He went to York College at the time. And I was like, I need somebody to play guitar, too. And he's like, dude, I got this buddy, Elliot. He plays in the rock band at, at York College with me. I think you'd like to play. I'm like, okay, sign him up. So we played at least a year, at least a year together um, as that four. And then Elliot and Mike had this thing they called Jackets in July, a little band that had Jackets in July. And he was like, um, during coronavirus, uh, they were like, we they, they wanted to pursue that more. I was like, fuck, all right. So then this is the time that I had... Uh, my in-ears and rack system all all mapped out and good to go and um i had my buddy so those two left and so during coronavirus i had matt who i have guitar now because they suggested him they're like hey look there's this other guitarist that played with us matt he's in where you're from um so i'm like i hit him up and you know he was a great fit he can freaking shred um and once I got him a little more comfortable on stage, I was trying to, you know, teach him like stage present stuff. Now he can't get enough of the stage present. Like he loves it. And and so he's a good performer too. But uh, it was him, Oliver, it was Matt, Oliver, and me, and then my buddy, Ben Garner. He was like a mentor growing up. And because of his life, he was always in and out of music. He was in and out. He was in and out. And like he couldn't really commit. Now I'm pretty sure he's pretty committed now. But he would play bass for me. And Ben Garner, that's a whole other freaking story too. He's awesome. I'd love to get him on this. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
so Ben had to leave. Ben's like, look, I'm committed to, I need to figure out stuff out with my family and the military. And I'm like, okay. So he, he was a, a he's going to do 20 years in the military and then get out. So, but anyway, so I'm like, fuck. So now I'm like, well, why well, don't have a basis? And then one of the suggestions was like, why don't we just like track base? I'm like, okay. So we did, we played as a three piece without any basis. I played electric on some songs and acoustic on some songs and we tracked bass and uh, then I found uh, Tony with an opening band. There's an opening band, Tyler. Oh, you know Tyler. Tyler opened up op- opened up for us uh, a lot and I I was like, he was one of the guys, like when, we were, when I was up in PA, same way down here, I'm like, I, I want to help when I can. I don't, I don't want if somebody wants to get in somewhere or wants to pursue this, like, and I can help like freaking come on, open up for us anywhere that we play, try and make those connections so that you can play there as your own band, like not opening up for us. So that's what Tyler did for a little bit. And he had this guitarist, Tony, Tony's awesome guitarist, um, really can play. He's real technical. So like compared to Matt, where he's like a freaking slayer slash guy, uh, Tony's technical. Um, I really, I love the combination. So I asked Tony to play with us a few shows. And so now he's kind of our second guitarist and he floats in and out. He's doing the Nashville thing, but that's kind of the story of how I got everybody in the band now. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do the same because I need some band people too. It takes, it, here's, here's the real truth of it is that you're going to go through band members left and right. It's just, it's not, don't take it personally. It's just life choices. It might work for a little bit and then it might fade out, but it's just life, man. You know, you got to find the people that uh, can help and push you in the right direction. And some, it's not for everybody. It certainly isn't. Yeah. yeah. It's been in and out. It's tough, man. But, it's you'll find them you just got to put it out there and like work for that it's it's tough there's been times when i'm there's been some oliver's been with me for what has seemed like 10 years but it's really only been a little over three mm-hmm. we've done, gone through a lot together um he's <laughs> he's gone through a lot relationship wise and same <laughs> so is i so like you know it's just funny like looking back on those it's really cool man um like i i love ollie and and matt so much and and it's really cool looking back on how much we've grown individually but also like i used to here's here's one of my biggest issues that i used to treat this as a business and it was it is a business but i never treat it i never really treated matt and oliver as friends so I would just treat them as like people that I would hire. You just happen to play for a long time. And, you know, man, it was not fun. But once I started opening up and start loosening up, really, and being like, all right, these guys want to stay. These guys want to play. Like, it got, it, it got, to, it gets a lot better, you know? It, but it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's just like, Grown on another family. There's pieces of the family now that they're along for the ride, you know. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the that's what I'm looking for. Just, but I guess I'm gonna have to like prostitute myself out musically. Be like, hey, this is what I got. Yeah, be, wear a sign. You see all the homeless people down in Nashville. Just yeah. wear a sign. Be like, looking for a band to play. Yeah, play with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, just have my, my fishing gear. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Put out, yeah, put out, what do uh, musicians like? Like, uh... Here, picky, picky, picky. Yeah, put it like, like toss stick. a pick. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's a drumstick. Yeah, yeah, tie a drumstick. T- and then just, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, I need a drummer. Are you a drummer? That's great. <laughs> Go fishing for him, yeah. That would be awesome. That is pretty funny. That would be a cool, that'd be a cool music video idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh. I, yeah, I mean, if you had the the right videography, or, yeah. is that the right word? Uh, I think it's a 
cinematography. Oh, cinematography. Cinematographer. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Cruncher. Yeah. Which I haven't had in a while. I haven't eaten cereal in a while. Why are you trying to watch your weight? No, not really. I just haven't been hungry for cereal in a while. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been drinking milk in like, I don't know, months and months and months. Yeah. And there's just, once, once you drop milk, like your desire for cereal just drops tail. It's weird. True. I don't know. I don't know either. That's crazy. It's yeah. something in the water. It's got to be. <laughs> Carrie Underwood, you were right. What? She has a song, Something in the Water? Yeah, Something in the Water, yeah. What's that go? Is that like the song about poisoning your husband? No, no. I, I think it's more of a spiritual song. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's about like her getting baptized. I was like, must be something in the water. Okay. Also... I want to slash the fuck out of your tires. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> see, see, here's my here's uh, like when I went on this country music, I wanted to, uh, like take all the uh, man hater songs, like the crazy ones, and just ex- like seriously explain, like, no, that's not what that's you went crazy. Yeah. I, I was talking to the realtor, like you think I was like yeah. we were trying to buy a house together, and then you went on and did this, you know. But I've yeah. I've been seeing it on YouTube like other people doing a little funny version like executing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, dang. Yeah. Like, you know, whose bed have your boots been under? And I'm just like, I'd be that'd be funny just to kind of come with like uh, ours. Like you came home drunk one day. I don't know why you thought that this was someone else's house. That would be pretty well on TikTok, man. <laughs> I mean, how many songs right now do you know that are like sampling old songs? I don't know. There's a bunch out there. Like, all right, take for Jack Harlow. You know who he is? Actually, uh, I don't. Don't worry, dude. I need to. I need to educate you on some music, man. <laughs> um, well, okay, Colson Dell. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know the Jody Mencia. Yeah. How did, I? I keep saying. Uh, it's Carolina Tales, California. Yeah, I keep saying. What is it, Jody? Jody Messina. Yeah. Messina. I keep saying. What John Messina, right? John Cena. I keep uh, saying yeah. like John. Yeah, <laughs> I keep thinking that. Um, yeah, he samples that song. There's a lot of others like country songs, especially. Well, not just especially. There's a lot of songs right now that are sampling old beats um, or old tunes. So I mean, that'd be really cool to come up with a whose bed have your boots been under, um, and just like kind of rewrite it. Be like, bitch. Yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like explain all the girls, you know, those are the people from church. What are you talking about? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's just ideas come and go, right? Yeah, it's just about execution. But that's it. All right, man. That's all. I'm. I'm. I don't know. That anything you want to say? Ask more. Just. Once we leave here, you'd be like, ah, I should ask you. Dude, there's always another yeah. day. There's mm-hmm. no rush to get everything that we want to talk about out right now. Okay. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, let me, when we get off here, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to her. Her name is uh, Candace. And um, I'll reach out to her and uh, see if that date's still open. And if it is, if you want to do it, man, let's let's do it. Oh, I will. Yeah. How long? So it's nine to one. Yeah, it's like four hours or so. Okay. It can go. It can. It can feel long, but that's where the conversation comes in. You know, who knows? My some other shit might pop up. Um, but for now, it's a good. I'd like to do it with you. Get you in it and see what's up. And where's it at? Oh yeah, it's the whiskey whiskey shot. That's right. Whiskey shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know where that's at. Where's the parking of that? That this is where this is where I think this would be a great idea. Like it's Nashville. Someone like these park and premier places need to get their crap together. Like they want to make more money. Show us a good parking spots for this area. You know, like Google is just like, Hey, yeah, the, Google drives you in the damn building. I'm I just know, like, <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> turn left here. That's a stairway. Turn left here. You miss your son. You missed your turn. <laughs> yeah. There's some free parking. So, um, free parking. Yeah. On gate. Uh, don't listen to this, you guys. All right. There's some free parking on Gay Street Connected. So it leads literally right up to 2nd Street. Um, so it's not a bad walk to to anywhere downtown. 
I have a few. I have two spots. That spot, and there's another one that I'm not going to mention on here. <laughs> um, but there's a few spots um, that you can use, uh, and also most of the places they'll give you like this little sticker. If you do park in the garage, they'll give you this sticker that gets you. I don't know some kind of thing off something off of whatever your uh, parking tab is. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, if we do it Friday, if we, if we make it happen Friday, um, I'll just meet you and show you where, where I park and, and then it's just walk. I don't mind walking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mind walking a half a mile to save 40 bucks. Oh yeah. Dude. Fuck yeah. that. No, it, it, it's, I don't know. They, I don't know. There was one time where I, I can't even remember where, I, where it was. I think it was like by the Bridgestone arena. And I'll tell you what, like they screwed up and uh, you'll never know. You'll never find out. You know? But they only charged me like 12 bucks. And I was, and Sometimes during the week, actually, Bridgestone Arena, that parking lot is uh, either cheaper or free. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I don't even know what day it was. I, have, yeah. I don't remember. I wish I did. Yeah. But it was like it was really cheap for the, for the area because you know, Broadway was just around the corner. And I was like, hmm, not a bad. Yeah. And then. I showed up later and it was like forty bucks for an hour, twenty five. I can't remember, and I was like, "Not parking here." Yeah, dude. Ugh. All right, man. You want to call it? All right, let's call it. Dash, pause, everybody. What's your Instagram? Uh, I think it's at it's dash pause music. Dash pause music. I need I need more people to follow me. Dash pause music. It might buy. If you're listening to this, go follow him. Yeah, no, TikTok as well, which is just dash pause, but pause is supposed to be slightly different, like a puppy pause. <laughs> That'd be cool, man. I've been thinking about this new campaign where I'm going to change. I am going to change my handles and shit. You'll you'll see it soon. But um, all right, dash. Everybody, love you. Bye.